Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit with myself, Anna Louise, and today we have social media expert Vivian Johns. She, Viv is joining us today to help us with social media in hair and beauty industry. And it's really great to have someone on that's specific to this industry that understands this industry. So thank you for sharing your expertise, Viv. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And just as you said, I am like obsessed with social media for hair and beauty. And people ask me all the time uh, when I'm running my courses, if they can join, you know, they might be like dentists or I've had dog groomers. People get in through the, they slip through the net, but really it's not for them because I'm using, like I'm really talking specifically about the type of content we create that speaks directly to our clients. Um, And, you know, dog groomers, I'm not sure how many dogs have got uh, accounts on Instagram but you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it is it is actually hard to find that like I did come across a company you know like a digital marketing company in the UK and they were like oh yeah we're we're in aesthetics and I'm like no no you're targeting aesthetics Mm. market You, you are not in a beauty salon you are not in a clinic you don't know like about taking before and after pictures and how to put that across on the internet. I completely, completely agree with that. And and there's kind of even nuances inside that. So my business obviously is called the Hairdressers Social Club. And what people would say is, is it just for hairdressers? But really, it's it's not just for hairdressers. I totally, totally understand that, you know, with the, with the beauty industry in particular, I get it because I've I've had a salon. I had a salon for 18 years and I had hair and I had beauty as part of it. And I get it. As hairdressers, we can just do before and after. But like aesthetics, uh, waxing, intimate treatments, like there is a whole level of uh, care that you need to take around to getting content. So and it's not always right. So if you're just going to be getting a generic marketing company to get content they don't actually know the kind of nuances of how to market an intimate service without actually the pictures to go along with it because you can't always get them yeah yeah 100 so when i had the clinic in barnes um we had marketing company that came on board and this was 2015 2016 something like that and they were like you are the epitome of what social media is right now, like beauty, aesthetics. Yeah. I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to go up and take a picture of a client lying on a bed in a vulnerable position? Like, you can't just go, oh, yeah, like, here, here's my face looking crap and here's my face looking great and let's put that on the internet for everyone to see. Exactly. And, and you could be dealing with some things that are really quite triggering. And yeah. that's for people, like, let's say you're talking about, like, hair removal, facial hair removal, or, or, or things to do kind of acne scarring and, and you know, really stuff yeah. that can be really like emotional for a woman. You know, you don't want to just yeah. stick your camera in someone's face and be like, this would make great content. It's really insensitive. <laughs> yeah. 
So how did you get into this? Because you had your the hairdressers and you were extremely booked out and extremely busy. So what yeah. what brought you down this path? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So I didn't I'm a really late adopter of social media. So like, and, and I'm proof that if anybody there is thinking like, oh, I've, I've left it too late to start learning. You haven't. I didn't start learning how to use social media until I was 40. So it's not like I was like, I think I'd always had a bit, I've always been fairly good at tech, I think. But you know, when you're in our industry, in the hair or beauty industry, you don't tend to be like behind a computer or having anything to do with things like that. Um, and it wasn't really until I came back from maternity leave in 2017 going into 2018 where I looked around the salon I'd been away for eight months and I looked around the salon and I thought there's no new clients why is that that's weird you know you should have been away from the salon for eight months and see a whole new fresh bunch of faces sitting there in your salon and I didn't everybody I knew everybody I recognized and I just thought this is weird where's all the new clients going I started kind of investigating it and I started to think well, we're not getting new clients. I had 10 stylists and we were getting 11 new clients a month. Yeah, it's not very good. Like there's that's, if you think of just natural drop off rate or natural churn, there just was, that was not going to, that was basically going to mean we're, we have a very, very soon coming expiry date on our business because it, if we're not getting the new people in, it's it really worried me. And I just thought, what, well, what are we not doing? What are we not doing right? And I live in Penzance in Cornwall. So it's like a small town, 15,000 people in our town, like small town fishing village, literally six miles from Land's End, right? So it's a real community, word of mouth type of place. And I just thought, right, word of mouth's not working. And <laughs> um, the the young people in this town clearly aren't coming to our salon, and and that worries me because I don't want to be the granny salon. I just don't, <laughs> you know. And you just there's always granny salon, and 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 the granny salon often used to be the best salon in town. And I was like, right, no, I'm not ready for the granny salon. And I was like, where is everybody going? And I realised that there were the younger salons or salons that were being run by younger people in our town who were using social media. And it wasn't just attracting the younger new clients. It was attracting away clients as well who were kind of maybe thinking, I don't know, you know, they don't really do anything that different. I wonder whether just a change would would perk me up a bit you know those people who are a bit curious but maybe they might yeah. never do it because social media helps or la allows people to just look straight into somebody else's salon see the exact type of work they're doing you know the the curiosity kind of like they could be just a, a bystander just watching what's going on in somebody else's salon and then one day they might just take that plunge to go there so we were losing clients and we were not attracting new clients and it was because we weren't using social media. So in 2018, I was like, right, I'm going to do something about this. Uh, so like, you know, we're not talking a long time ago. And, yeah. I was, and I was late to the party then. So I literally just was like, right, I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to read everything. And I'm that type of person. You're probably the same, Anne-Louise. You're probably the same. It's like, I, as soon as I'm like, I need to know this thing, I read everything every course I spoke to every consultant I booked a one-to-one -one with every single person I did absolutely every course about marketing every course about content creation absolutely everything right I became obsessed and I actually loved it though the thing was 
I actually really understood. So I took everything that I learned from everywhere and I started to put it into practice on my salon page. And the salon page grew really, really fast. But we were literally getting new client inquiries like boom, 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 boom. They, they just, it was like I turned on a magic button, right? It was just like, yeah. wow, this is insane. Like I can literally reach all my clients again. And because with social media, it's not just about posting a picture and hoping for people to come and see it. Just doesn't work that way anymore. It did once upon a time, but not anymore. Like we need to post that picture and then push that picture in the direction of the clients that you want to see it. Like we need to go and find our new client base and get in front of them. And I understood that really early on. So what started happening was I started making videos right? Videos weren't really a thing in in 2018. It was certainly not like it is now. So I started making videos, um, just basically take, uh, doing my own hair. I thought, oh, we've got this new range of products in. I'm going to make a video for every product because I love products. Um, And that was all it was. It was just to teach my clients how to use the products because I knew the 10 stylists, most of them hated selling. I love it because I love products. So I was like there every morning making a video using a different product to do my hair different. And the brand really started to notice because they they saw this woman in this salon like talking really confidently about their products. So I started to get opportunities started coming to me. Um, I ended up working with the brand uh, in Paris with their session team at a big, huge fashion oh, wow. event. Yeah, right. Like, I remember this, anybody who's listening. I was a 40-year-old mum of three who ran a salon in the smallest, furthest away town in England, right? <laughs> Literally, the furthest away town you could get from London. And I was invited to go and work with the session team, which had always been my dream to work with the session team in Paris, like the capital of fashion, on a huge fashion event. Like, that's that's like bucket list kind of jobs to do. Because I'd been making some videos talking about the product. You know, it wasn't because of anything else. They actually had never even seen me do anyone else's hair, just my own, (laughs) you know? So these opportunities started to come to me. I, um, I started working on The Voice UK, I worked on another BBC show called BBC um, Little Mix The Search. So I'd worked with Little Mix and all the contestants on the show. So going back to this like 40-year-old little salon owner from this little town in the darkest depths of Cornwall is going to go and get all of these opportunities. So I went off and I I was doing them all and people started to go, Viv, how did you get that? And I'd say through Instagram. And everyone's like, through Instagram. And I was like, honestly, through Instagram. So I started um, working with a business coaching group, which was for the hair industry. And I became there. I was actually just one of the members originally. And they invited me to become their social media coach. And I this was probably 2019. So I was quite still. I just like I said, as soon as I started implementing everything that I teach now, I was like, it, it was like I opened a door and everything was just behind it. It was like, oh, hello, all that opportunity. There you are. All I had to do was do this. And I started working with the business coaching group. But I th- in, straight away, I said, 
me? I Oh, I don't know enough about this. I don't think I could be the social media coach. And they said, Viv, you can because you're, I've always been an educator. So I've always, t- whatever I do, I end up teaching. So I used to cut curly hair. I was a curly hair, hair educator, you know. So na- I'm a natural educator because I'm good at taking a difficult concept and make, you know, simplifying it just a talent that I have so education's always been my thing and yeah. David said to me you know um you're a really natural educator you'll learn on the job and I thought oh my god this is scary because I think what anybody thinks and anybody who was ever thinking about becoming an educator the thing they think is that they have to know everything about the subject but you don't. You just have to know a bit more than the average person and be willing to yeah. say, I'm going to find that out for you and I'll come back to you. And what happened was all of the questions that I got, I had to, a lot of them I had to go away and research it and come back with the answer. Every bit, every question that was asked to me, I had that knowledge. So I kept that for me. I gave them one answer and I kept that for me. And it just piled, 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 piled to the point where I was like, I actually know an awful lot and I understand social media really, really well. And people had really good results out of the business coaching group because they also were doing the things I was telling them to do and starting to get opportunities. So it was like, it was just, it's just one of these things that it's like manifestation, isn't it? Put it out there and we'll get it back. It's that. And so that led me then to social media coaching. Um, and obviously in the pandemic when my salon closed down, you know, when my salon closed, when all of our salons closed, I was kind of left at a bit of a loss. You know, we all we all had our the rug pulled from under our feet. It was a really, it was a, looking back on it, it was quite traumatic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we went from very stable lives. Like my my accountant always used to say to us in the salon, you're running insolvent, right? And I was like, I've I, now in an accountant's meeting, I would basically be looking out the window because I just I'm not interested. <laughs> it's just not my thing. I'm not good with that. I don't find it interesting. I'd just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. What time are we leaving? You know, what time? What time's this meeting finished? Basically, he used to say, you're you're running insolvent, which meant nothing to me until our salon closed and we had no cash flow. And then I very, very quickly understood what running insolvent meant. It basically meant that if I had to pay every bill that was that I owed right now, I wouldn't be able to because I didn't have enough money in the bank to cover the stuff I owed ever. But the thing was, because we always had cash flow coming in, it was never a problem. It never ended yeah. up that there was a problem because the cash flow was always coming in and it was always going out. Yeah. But the thing about that was there was absolutely no profit and it scared me and it made me just go oh my god what am I doing this for now you know so so I in lockdown through absolutely having to because obviously if you were employed you were furloughed and for us as directors we weren't you know we get that and the grants came in they had to be spent on you know the, the the rent and the and the or there was lots of costs. There was it wasn't it wasn't a time where there were some people who were getting lots of money in, but directors of companies it was it was tough. And I thought I need to do something. And I was like, right, I'm going to do some social media courses. And that 
really is where the hairdresser's social club started. That was such a long way of telling you how it came about. (laughs) It's funny because like that's actually where I, because I came on your first course on Facebook in 2020. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So that's how I knew your name like a couple of years ago because in fairness, like, like it was a very unsettling time. I was like, not I, I I can't say lucky because it, it was I did it myself but I was like focused on making sure the courses were put online that yeah. students could access them that they could learn through lockdown and stuff like that so I was busy but at the same time then I saw you coming up on Facebook and I was like I should be doing more with socials and um it was it was so good but also like you say I get what you say you take something and you're able to simplify it so you were able to put across in a way that yeah I could do this too not uh oh my god I don't even know where to start it all sounds so daunting and I loved the course absolutely loved the course it was so good and you're obviously a natural talent for like again like you say putting the the, the points across in an an easy to understand way yeah 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 absolutely and I and and I love it and I think that's what what people really resonate with is like I literally love it because I I, it really excites me because like I I keep saying I was 40 when I started using social media but like I actually thought before I did that maybe that was me done like maybe that was kind of where that was my career there we are. That's you. You run your salon. You've got your 10 stylists. You, you, you know, you do your thing day in, day out. That's you. And when we went into the lockdown, you're absolutely right. It was very unsettling. But as soon as I started teaching those courses, I was like, oh, there's a whole other world that I hadn't actually realized. And like I said, I had been teaching online inside a, a, a another person's business coaching group so it kind of started cutting my teeth on it a little bit so it kind of started like delivering to camera and that was all that all that so I was kind of ready to do it when we went into the lockdown and do you know it's, it's, it's funny because I thought my friend kept saying to me you should put on a you should put on a, a like a boot camp course and I was like no, surely people don't. People don't want to learn social media, do they? Everybody knows what I talk about. And she was like, Viv, they don't. And I was like, really? And she was like, look, just she actually facilitated the whole first couple of courses because I didn't have a website, didn't have anything. You know, it was just like, okay. So I did it on a Facebook group. It was really, sometimes I look back and I think, they were the glory days when we did it simple. We just kept it all really simple. Turn up live on Facebook, teach your course and crack on. And um, the first <laughs> the first course I launched, I had 120 people come on it and I thought, wow, okay. And the feedback I got was so good. And I just, and like, like I said, I love to see when other people go, oh, okay, this is totally possible for me. It's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So what do you think are people like, what do you think businesses do could like the biggest mistakes salons will do on social media nowadays? Well, the one thing I see people doing, and, and I know this is kind of the culture of social media, but I just see people copying what they see other people do that's done well for them. And, yeah. and trending stuff does 
work to get virality but like it depends on you have to really understand what you want like do you want clients or do you want followers because they're kind of different things and on the hairdresser social club I always talk about I don't really use the word followers in fact I never really teach to get more followers I always teach to get more clients and if if those two things if you're getting loads of followers and no clients what you're doing is not worth it. So I see that a lot. I see people saying that they're basically just copying other people to try and get that virality, but they're not actually serving anybody at all. And like, if you want to get new clients in the door, it's all about creating content that is useful to them. So it could be anything as simple as showing people through a tutorial video how to do a cleansing routine and every time they cleanse their face they'll think of you and it's just the way it is is to stay front of mind and help people with the most simple things that they ask you will have the biggest impact yeah I just find with that kind of stuff it's like is that not not like I'm sure but also at the same time I'm like I see it everywhere. People must be sick of it. Like they, they have it. They have it. The cleansing stuff, like the night routine, the day routine, the morning routine. Like, do they not have enough of it already? Like, well, you'd think this, right? But you have to remember that the clients don't follow all the skin experts and all the hairdressers that we do. So I yeah. see it day in, day out. I see hair tutorials, transformations, all of that day in day out but I follow like 3,000 hairdressers so of course I do but your clients follow you and probably another couple of salons locally they don't follow every single hair and beauty account that we do so and also the thing is that that's different is you know your your clients specific needs so that's the kind of thing you need to think about you need to be really specific to who this is for so I'm, I'm a big believer in like figuring out who your perfect person is and always create yeah. content for that one person so yes you could do a, a cleansing routine but your clients like so down here in Cornwall my clients need more than just like a cleansing routine right for they're, they're outdoorsy people they're usually sea swimmers they're they, they definitely need to be talk you need to be talking to them massively about spf um you know all the kind of things like pigmentation all of this stuff that could only be really specific to people who live in our area and plus the clients my clients especially in my salon would have been heavily plastic free so they wanted environmental sustainable products as well so knowing who the person is on the other side makes it really specific to them yeah 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 i know trying to get that because i think that's that was always a marketing strategy but somehow it's been forgotten because like you say it's just like oh get viral get followers doesn't matter but like making the profile of the person you want coming through the door so age range what she's seeking you know all of that kind of stuff what she likes where she shops you know all of that exactly you key to it it's exactly Um, it exactly it if you're if your client you know who your perfect person is if you think does this serve them would they want to see this is this for them then yes 
carry on, do more of that, expand on it, go further, do even better tutorials, take it further, further, further all the time. But if you think, oh, I'm not really sure if my perfect person would like this, it's maybe out of their age range or whatever, then no, it's it's not what you need yeah. to do. It's a waste of your time. So what would you advise if people were like, because a lot of our listeners are newly into the industry, setting up you know salon clinic whatever what would you, what would advice would you like getting on social media what what would your advice be so cool they've just if they just started a new instagram page oh love this because sometimes i think oh i'd like to try and just start a new instagram page like for almost like a fake business and see how 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 quickly i could build it so, okay, the first thing I would do is I would make sure that you optimize your page properly for search. And and this, again, could probably be an add-on to what's the biggest mistake you see people making is they haven't optimized their page for search. So the algorithm, or sorry, the platform has completely changed. So back when you probably did my first course, I was talking mm. about hashtags as a huge part of the um, strategy to get seen. Well, that's not the way it is anymore. So now the whole platform is search engine optimized. So you need to be using the words that your clients or potential new clients are going to be searching for on the app in your bio, your name field and your username. So this is where people start to get really confused because I'm like, use the words they use. You have to remember, even ask them if you're not sure, what kind of words do they use when they search for whatever you do? So I, I was looked did a little audit for somebody the other day and in their bio they had um, level five trained brand, insert brand name, um, level five trained, insert brand name specialist. Well, I thought no client in 100 million years has ever searched for level five trained, insert brand name, specialist ever like they don't know to search for that what this person would have been better putting in would have been um it was uh, like some sort of uh electrolysis type um machine thing oh advanced blemish removal <laughs> that's yeah. it right so what they as you can see i'm not in the beauty industry i'm like some kind of like electric machine thing um, <laughs> what she would have been better having in there would have been um highly trained uh acne pigmentation removal skin specialist something along those lines like how would a client write what would they search for they'd search for um acne scarring removal or acne scarring specialist or acne scarring treatments you know they're not they're going to put in the problem they have not they're not yeah. they're not going to search for you know your qualifications basically because they're just going to put in hyperpigmentation uh acne um yeah you know facial hair they're going to put in those yeah. things so that's yeah. where i'd start i'd start with optimizing the page thinking about what they're putting in so um those words as well like um acne scarring uh, you know, hyperpigmentation specialist, skin specialist, skin treatment specialist, they would go into your name field, which is underneath your profile picture as well, and and your area. So like I'm in, in Cornwall, so I'd probably have skin specialist Cornwall, you know, because that's what a client's going to search for. 
yeah and you're, 100%. yeah and your username as well you know like your 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 app name the word of what you do should be in there so like hair skin you know waxing that word needs to go in there the more times we can repeat those keywords throughout your content in your name field your bio your name your username or the more times you can repeat those words even in captions and everywhere the higher up that list you will appear when somebody searches for you now ideally you want to be up one two or three because i have never ever scrolled very far down when i'm looking for somebody i'll choose one of those top five people you know yeah. you just don't so you want to be up there if you want to get seen and and that's where i'd start i'd make sure you have your address on a business page you can only put your address onto your profile on a business page but i would definitely have that especially if you're starting out because you want to get really really seen in your area yeah yeah that actually it's a mistake people make because sometimes you're looking at and you're like where is that person based and like oh no okay they're not near me and it's like but you have to go search it and find it out like right i I, the other day again another another thing where i was auditing somebody's account and i actually couldn't figure out if they were in the 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 town name was the same as a uk town name but they were in america and I didn't realize that. Um, and I can't even remember what it was now, but I was like, oh, I know what it was. Actually, sorry, it was Birmingham. And I was like, where was this in Birmingham? I don't understand. I, And then I was like, oh my God, no, this is in America. And that's when I was a bit like, that's very confusing actually for the algorithm if, if, if we can't figure that out. And I actually really had to search through the page to figure out that they were they were actually American and not and not UK based, which is, is funny, isn't it? But if they just had the address on their profile, I could have tapped on it and would have taken me straight to Google Maps and I, that would have been very easy for me to figure out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 definitely a really good point. So what what's your plans then for the future? Have you any more um, courses starting in that master classes and stuff yes, I've always got something going on but um, I have a membership as well I have like always got something going on um, I, I'm actually just launched my six week course that I run um, well I have been running it three times a year but I actually think I'm only going to run it once a year from now on because I started experimenting with some shorter courses uh, one where I just did a, a bit like the boot camp because my friend yeah. helped me set it up in the beginning, kept going, hashtag bring, bring back boot camp, which was like five <laughs> nights. It was like Monday to Friday, every night at 8 p.m. And I actually trialed, tried it this year and I did a boot camp course and I absolutely loved it. And it was exactly, pretty much exactly the same type of content that I taught on the, on those lockdown courses. And I was like, oh yeah, because I'm very busy teaching the kind of like deep stuff algorithm and how to kind of like get the opportunities and I'm like oh this is really nice showing people how to do a post like this <laughs> you know what I mean it's like oh it's like oh yeah this is lovely actually so I'm going to do a few more short courses like that next year but I have a membership that's ongoing um, and in my membership it I do a weekly content prompt with a weekly caption so I write a caption and it's fully um, customizable I write one for hair and one for beauty so because I realized I call myself the hairdresser social club but we really are the hair and beauty social club 
<laughs> so um, I do one for hair and one for beauty. I do a monthly content calendar, a monthly live training, and it's where you can be basically to, I kind of, what I wanted was I wanted to take the burden off salon owners and busy busy people, busy beauty professionals by just saying, I will write one of your posts, okay? So I'll do one a week and you do the rest. And that's how the membership kind of has been born. So that's that's what I do there. I give inspiration. I look for all the trends, all the trending audios, and I put everything in onto the membership. So it's a great place for inspiration. Yeah, it is because you, you also need someone to keep at you every week. Yes. Because you go phases like oh yeah I'm doing amazingly and then like months on end nothing exactly that it's great for accountability because I'm there every month on another live training going hello and everybody goes oh yes I forgot about social media I need to crack on with that don't I um but also it's great time there's some changes you know like at the moment I'm straight after this I'm going into the membership because I'm going to talk about broadcast channels which I'm sure you could not have not noticed this morning if you've been on Instagram. Yeah. So for anybody listening who's going broadcast channels, what's she talking about? Um, It's just a new feature that's been launched this morning and we've had about 500, well, I have about 500 invitations to join people's broadcast channels. Um, So I'm going to go into the membership now and talk to everybody about broadcast channels and how they could use them for their clients because I actually think they're really useful add-on, you know, a little bit of extra content for a client base. Oh, I love the idea because the thing is, is half the time you're speaking out on Instagram and that and you're like, does it do these like who cares? Like, like, how do I know? But if they're in a broadcast channel, they definitely want to know the information. They definitely want to. And I would feel more confident going in and going, hey, listen, have you heard about this new ingredient into a specific community that I know wants to hear about it rather than just going, hey, everyone on Instagram. Do you know, do you know, they mightn't have an idea. This is it exactly. And if you're the type of salon or business who does different services, so you might have your hair removal people, you might have your skin treatment people, you might have like me, like hair, hair people, you know, you can actually do different broadcast channels for the different clients in your business as well. So you can really target sort the wheat from the chaff basically isn't it and target the you know and they've they've decided yeah i do actually want to hear a bit more about that cool let me in you know so you can keep them exclusive as well they don't have to go massive they don't have to have five hundred thousand people in each one it could be targeted down to 20 people and it feels really exclusive yeah that's that's true that's actually true as well because we get too we get too obsessed over the figures and the numbers definitely somebody asked me once um if you could have any wish granted um and obviously they asked it to me in in terms of social media i was like oh okay <laughs> not just any wish all right a social media wish and i i it was hard to think about i thought about it more and i would love either that the follower number would be taken away off the top of our pages, right? Just gone completely. I would love that gone because I just think the most ridiculous number for everybody to be comparing themselves against. It's ridiculous. 
because nobody starts on the like we don't all start out on the same day on a level playing field we're all different people in different areas of different client places different message different thing to say so why are we all looking at that number and saying well i'm clearly not as good as that person because it's totally different and if if they could actually just take it away and change it to engagement rate then we'd have a very different platform Oh, you know, I was having this conversation with someone in the pub the other day because I was saying with the clinic we had, I had someone um, like voluntarily talk about the skincare products, but she'd over half a million followers. And then I had someone else who we gave some of the products to, but she'd only 6,000 followers. But her 6,000 followers got us so many more sales than the half a million followers and the half a million were legit they were yeah like they, it wasn't a, a fake followers or anything like that they were legit followers yeah they just weren't interested in what like it has to be specific it has to be engagement it has to be on the topic that you're 100%. you know that they have an interest in that too it's the profile thing yeah um and so if, yeah like that, if followers that, don't matter totally that and if the follower number was changed to engagement rate you'd actually see who had the valuable followings like it would be so different yeah. and it's not going to be the people that you automatically think because the ones with the biggest yeah. accounts will, de- will have the lowest engagement rates. It's just the way it is. And and yeah. find that people, like you said, like that that influencer with the 6,000 has obviously got an engaged community who trust what she says. So when she talks about a product, they all go, oh, absolutely, because we know that you what you touch and what you use is completely what you love. Whereas the one with the million or half a million followers is, probably just doing brand deal after brand deal after brand deal and everyone's like what now you were doing tea last yesterday and now it's gummies and now you want me to use your tooth whitening stuff hang on didn't you say tooth whitening was best thing ever that other brand you know so people people can see through it as well yeah 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 exactly so if like finishing off with all of this um if someone was starting out in the industry what advice would you give them overall general i definitely would say don't 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 just <laughs> this this is going to totally go against everything that you think i'm probably going to say but don't just rely on social media okay to get new clients in your door there is a whole rounded marketing process that can take place that is not just social media if you build your business just on social media it's going to be more rocky more difficult uh, you see it happen all the time people's pages get taken away from them shut down lost hacked all sorts of reasons but you need to actually go out into your community and meet people introduce yourself to people hand out flyers like old school we did it <laughs> we did it but you have to actually go out and visit the the shops the cafes the restaurants the places where your ideal client hangs out make friends with other people who are offering a similar and complementary treatment you know in your area but do that on social media as well but if it's just social media that you're relying on i think you're giving yourself you know it could really work for you but it's going to be um what's the word i'm looking for less 
Sure, I suppose. You know, you want to build up a client base and build up a mailing list and build up some actual real human connections as well to build a really good business in a local town right now. Yeah, I I think that's absolutely like brilliant advice because we do, like you do need to do social media, but it's not your give and take. And I do think that relationship, the networking thing, and that was have, having another conversation about. I've met so many people over the years that if you build good relationships with them or they're in businesses like, you know, say, for example, skin and nutrition or hairdressers and beauty, like that's such a brilliant relationship because you've the same type of clientele, but you're doing different services. So building those relationships within your own town is so beneficial. Yeah, 100%. And I think the, I actually think the art of um, going out and networking and meeting people in real life has kind of been lost a little bit because of social media. And I yeah. think a lot of the younger people coming into the industry, like, I mean, they they would honestly have a heart attack if they, they heard of the things we used to have to do to go and get clients. We'd be out on the street. <laughs> they'd send us out on the street with flyers in our hand, an appointment card. And if we couldn't come back with somebody, they were like, why haven't you got a client? <laughs> I, I had to do it. I had a, I worked in a hair and beauty place down in Marbella and I had to go down onto the beach with flyers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, make sure you come back with clients. I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. For right. my but I tell you what, it's it's actually there. It's a really, really good way of getting more clients in the door. And I and I see it, I see it on the Facebook groups and I see it like posted about that. People say I'm posting all the time on social media and I'm still really quiet. And I'm like, OK, like, let's let's figure this out a bit Um, definitely learn how to use social media properly. Right. Like come to the hairdresser social club and, and I'll show you how to use it properly so that you're not posting all the time straight away you're not posting all the time because that's just I just don't want you doing that but like I just think like if you're sitting in your salon posting on Instagram just waiting for clients to turn up can you just please put your phone down for a minute can you go outside go outside have a little wander around buy a coffee talk to the barista say oh by the way did you know I've got a salon up the road like there's there's way more to getting clients through your door than just social media which is is it's a funny one isn't it being a social media coach that I'm like saying it's not it's not the be all and end all and I and it's and I say this on my courses a lot I'm just like do you know what it's social media it's not that deep and it's not <laughs> but used in the right way you can there the opportunities are vast yeah yeah exactly and we have to just be like open-minded about what what there what there is needed like what do you need to do like not just going okay there's one way or another way there's so many ways to build your brand and build your name yeah but yeah it's it's a minefield at the start because you have to worry about like learning the trade learn you know setting up picking the suppliers all of that kind of stuff and then you have to go well how do i get client and for us like it's natural we've been in the industry years and years but for someone new coming in, the thought of giving out leaflets on the street is just like not imaginable. Yeah. So, yeah, having speaking to other experts in the industry is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And one last thing that I will leave with is also is if you haven't got the clients in yet, I would set up content days to to get loads of pictures, loads of images, loads of videos of the services that you do and absolutely flood your page, 
full of these services, posts, uh, carousels, videos, everything. So it looks like to somebody who's just come across your page, wow, they're really busy doing all of those treatments. You know, because often it's a bit of chicken and the egg. People will say, but I haven't got any clients to get any pictures. And I'm like, yeah, but you haven't got any pictures to get any clients. So we, we need to kind of set up like a promotional content day, couple of days, two or three days, and actually get your, your friends, your family, get everybody in um, and get them in, do the treatments. Everybody gets to experience it. The only one thing I would ask for, for anybody who's coming in and having a free treatment, even if it's your mom, just say, I really want you to write a five-star Google review, please. <laughs> in return for this. So, you know, so you're really just kind of like getting the ball rolling with that as well, help you with your Google searches and everything. You know, there's 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 a way to do it. And if you've just opened up your clinic or your salon, I would set up content days before you even set up your Instagram page. I'd get them done, get all the content. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much for all this. You've given so much good content and good advice. Oh. And it's great. It's like really refreshing to hear all of this again. It's like even motivating me. Oh, good. I'm delighted to hear that. But you can see, though, can't you, that it's I just get excited because I, I know yeah. how many possibilities are out there for everyone. And I think people sit behind this screen or looking at their phone going oh well that would never happen for me and i'm like yes it would it could and it will yeah yeah exactly thank you so much Viv, for that thank you it's so great. much we appreciate it thank you